Nexon Tire, we got you. Find out more about the tires that are on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, the Nexon Tire Rodian MTX at NexonTireUSA.com. The Jeep Talk Show has made all kinds of special announcements over the years. If I would love to add them to my collection, but I doubt, I doubt they'll let me, you know. And this is one of them. Pretty cool. Yeah. We're constantly working to provide you with fresh new content. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, and it feels real good. And coming soon, a familiar face and a new name joins the show. Oh, God, no. Who's it going to be? I mean, I do 8590 down the interstate. Find out in the coming week. So you, you guys made me quit welding. So can I can I go back or what's the deal here? Well, did you know the Jeep Talk Show is the official Jeep podcast of Mr. Vanderquack? Now keep listening for weekly updates about Mr. Vanderquack and his mission to help the children at St. Jude. Go to mrvanderquack.com. That's M R Vanderquack.com. Wendy, do we need to put the quacks in there for you to remind you? <laughs> yes, could you? Quack, 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 quack. quack. <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast Jeep Talk Show The official podcast of the Toledo Jeep Fest Toledo Jeep Fest is coming up the weekend of August 12th Right around the corner Make sure you mark the calendar What a great Jeep event that you don't want to miss out on So for more information Head over to ToledoJeepFest.com To get you all hooked up Are you ready? The Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Josh, Wendy, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you or not, but uh, we got the green light, or I should say the red light, which doesn't make sense. Uh, from uh, Lisa, and Mr. Mr. Vanderclack. The Jeep Talks was entered the red light district. The red light district. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to ask. Anything to make a sale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we got the red light from uh, Lisa, Mr. Vanderquack, uh, to not only uh, do a, a dual uh, Jeep Talk Show Mr. Vanderquack logo, but Ooh. also to put the uh, Jeep Talk Show logo on Mr. Vanderquack. And how Ooh. better to do it than on a, a nice, bright red Tattoo. hat with I a like Jeep it. Talk Show logo. I like it. That's a great a great idea. So I'm going to recommend that whenever you get your chance to uh, visit with Mr. Vanderquack uh, Jr., that uh, you rub the Jeep Talk Show uh, red, red uh, logoed hat for luck. It, it, gonna... You'll probably we'll probably get reports of people having problems with their jeeps afterwards. But damn it, it's not our fault. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> you know, the JTS team is here to inform and entertain you about jeeps. If you're new to the jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting their feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that's also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the show at Jeep Talk Show. Dot com. Welcome to the show, Jeeper. I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be talking about the past and the history and the future of the Jeep Cherokee. There are also talks about an 800-horsepower Jeep in the works, and I've got the details all about it. Later in the show, I'll continue our multi-part series in Jeep Breaks that we started back in episode 631. And howdy, it's Wendy. And just a quick reminder that you can find my Newbie Nugget segment on Fridays, where I talk about all kinds of topics for the newest Jeeper. 
Hi, I'm Tony, and keep listening for our next giveaway from DirtyAcres.com. It's a Texas-based company making colorful grill inserts for your Jeep Wrangler and Jeep Gladiator. And yes, they do do custom grills. (laughs) He said (laughs) doo-doo. All all I can think of when I hear that is, Dirty Acres is the place to be. be. (laughs) They need a pig as a mascot. They do. Without question. Without question. And I wonder if they could get away with calling it Arnold. <laughs> oh, there might be a copyright might, issue there. I don't know. I was going to say, I, I, there might be a statute of limitations that's ran out. I on thought, that. well, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Too. That's what yeah, I'm thinking. It's, it's been a long been time. Plenty, and there's been plenty of time. And so many people would get not get the reference. Oh, well, well, no. cute little pig, you know? Arnold. I was going to say, it's, it's time for me to step in with a timely reference there with the green acres. You know, they're out in the woods. <laughs> Dirty Acres is out there in, in the sticks in Texas. They could get a little one of those little baby pigs and do social media stuff with the, 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 the oh, mascot. Absolutely. And then as it got big they just put it out there and get another little pig to come in and do the do its job nice big cook-off don i have we have just come up with another million dollar jeep talk show idea that's right for dirty acres get on you've heard it here yeah you know there's there's pigs running around out there where you are anyway you guys are probably shooting them because you're (laughs) running your yard so those aren't pigs those are hogs they're different yeah it's a wild thing oh they're they're dangerous too Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And Jeep is now an international brand that continues to grow and expand, adding new three-row SUVs with the well-received Jeep Grand Cherokee L and the addition of the full-size 2022 Jeep Wagoneer and the more premium 2022 Grand Wagoneer. At the small end of the spectrum, we've recently talked about this small electric crossover that's barely a Jeep. It's in the works, but what about one of the originals? The Jeep Cherokee from 1974 with brochures that introduced a new term to the U.S. car buyer, the sport utility vehicle. Today, despite its Jeep badge and inclusion in the popular compact SUV segment, the storied Cherokee has largely fallen off of buyers' radars, selling about 3,500 units a month these days. Production keeps dropping and the Belvedere, Illinois plant has been dropping shifts and shredding workers left and right. Now, you can't blame consumers for overlooking the Cherokee nowadays. It's nothing at all like the full-size Cherokee Chief of the original, or even the XJ, the most popular SUV ever made. The current generation dates back to the 2014 model year, making it one of the oldest compact SUVs on the market in the sense of redesigns, or lack thereof in this case. While the Cherokee has quietly soldiered on, media and marketing hype are centered on, well, just about every other model in the Jeep universe. Even the 2022 Jeep Compass got a mid-cycle refresh with a baby Wagoneer look to it and fresh tech. So, where's the love for the Cherokee? Where's Jeep putting the Cherokee out to pasture soon? Well, don't hold your breath. We likely won't see the 6th generation Cherokee this year, at least according to the higher-ups. Now, when it does get a much-needed refresh or an update, it will purportedly have a lot of electrification. The execs haven't released whether or not the next Cherokee will be continue to be offered with an internal combustion engine or not, or if they're going to move strictly to an electric-powered Jeep Cherokee. Jeep's electrification plan calls for the new small urban Jeepster in the first half of 2023, followed by a pure off-road SUV. I'm thinking Wrangler here, but maybe there's something else in the works. They've also got a family SUV to follow in 2024. That could be the Grand Wagoneer or possibly something else. There are rumors of a newer, bigger, better Cherokee in the works, but nobody really knows what that means or when it's going to happen. What I personally would like to see is a return 
of the original Cherokee. Let's go back to the original design intent of the full-size Jeep Cherokee of yesteryear. I want to see a two-door version of the Wagoneer, just like the original Cherokee was to begin with. Uh, interesting. I think that'd be kind of cool if they redid that. I think it would be pretty sweet as well. A, a two-door version of, of the Grand Wagoneer, or the Wagoneer, if you will, even, uh, for that matter. I, I, I think it would not only aesthetically be extremely pleasing to the eye, uh, it would have uh, multiple uh, 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 build aspects to it. You could go with the Trackhawk type of version of that very, very easily. Uh, I could also see a, a Trailhawk version, uh, completely, possibly even a Rubicon version uh, of, of that. It would work, I believe. I believe the tech is there. I believe the production capabilities are there. But it's all about how many people can we cram into a vehicle. It's got to be mm -hmm. a family vehicle. It's got to be, it's got to be, it's got to be. No, it doesn't. God damn it. Make this a two-door Jeep. We need yep. one that is more than just a Wrangler. Give us what the Cherokee was supposed to be from the beginning an actual full-size Jeep based off of the Wagoneer. Now that the Wagoneer is back, I think that the Cherokee needs to be slapped with a new name badge, a new design, completely going back to the original. Let's bring back some you know, classic designs. Let's bring back the design intent. And I want to see a two-door full-size Cherokee. Come on, let's make it happen, Jeep. You know that uh, Cherokee Chief, there are a lot of really, really bright people at Jeep. And you know that if they... If somebody said, "Look, we want to bring the Cherokee Chief back," and and what it, what amazing it would be, how amazing would it be if they called it the Cherokee Chief and it actually looked like the original Cherokee mm, Chief instead of some yeah. some bastardized rebranding of a name to something mm -hmm. that that doesn't even qualify as a Jeep, but actually you know to get these bright individuals and say, "Look, this is what what we want something like this, but modernized, but we want to continue with this flavor." So that when people see this, they think, that reminds me of the Cherokee Chief. It, 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 it is so much like it, but it's modern. You know they could do it. Well, I mean, look at look at uh, you know. Let's go back to the the days of the um, uh, you know the full size Bronco uh, of, of of you know like the eighties yep. and nineties or the K five Blazer. Yep. I mean, both hugely popular Very. vehicles for their era. And what were they? A full size two door SUV. The market is there. The, the the need, the want is there. I believe if they build it, it will sell. Well, I mean, even when you make a 27-passenger bus uh, so that you carry the family, how many people are driving, riding in that thing uh, most of the time anyway? Most of the time. One or two. Right. Yeah, exactly. You so... Know, dad now, dad's driving that vehicle to work every single day, uh, you know, or maybe mom's doing it and, and you know, oh, okay, the kid's got to go here, the kid's got to go there. But, you know, I mean, most of the time you only have one, two, maybe three tops uh, in that in that vehicle at all time. You're not packing the gills with a three-row uh, SUV every single time you go out to go get groceries or, or right. that vehicle is the driveway. Yeah. I, I would bet 80% of the time you're not utilizing that vehicle uh, for the number of seats that it was designed to, to oh, hold. It's and, only being used whenever it's a, a road trip to Chuck E. Cheese so uh, or Grandma's house. So yeah. here, here is another, and, and bear with me here, here is another million-dollar Jeep talk show idea. Uh, Jeep should be focusing uh, their multiple passenger in, in, in vehicles in a different way. A kid trailer. 
like those crappy little things you see towing behind bicycles occasionally. Something like that. But, but safe. Canvas tent with two bicycle tires around it, and it's like, okay, Junior. But safe. We don't get able, able to survive rollovers, uh, maybe uh, a whole airbag thing, maybe make it out of Nerf material. I don't know. Uh, but it would only be bad when it rained. Uh, I know, old joke. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you do that. And the other bonus thing is you put an intercom system in that you can mute. So you don't hear, are we there yet? You don't hear no crying. You don't hear no, he's touching me. I'm not touching her. I'm getting Billy really close. Billy just took a crap in the back seat. Exactly. Just think about how much nicer the trip to grandma's house is going to be. It's going to be, it's going to smell bad. There's going to be some cleanup, but hey, the ride was great. Oh, and the other bonus is it's the trailer that stunk up. So the kids are going to have to deal with it. Not you. That's right. Jeep, multi-passenger Jeep trailer. There you go. You're welcome. I like my idea better. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. Well, here's an idea that I think they're actually working on that might actually come to fruition. What would you say to an 800 plus horsepower Jeep Wagoneer? Wow. I, I would say pinch me. I must be dreaming. And <laughs> exactly. Yes. This is one ugly brick. <laughs> Not only yes, but hell yes. Gimme, gimme, and pretty please with sugar on top. Well, this dream actually has a name, and it's Tomahawk. And it's hmm. not something foreign to fans of past FCA products. Thanks to a new trademark application discovered by CarBuzz earlier this week, this could mean a new Jeep with the word Hawk in its name. Found with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, this new name points to something that could mean a new and very exciting Jeep. Both Dodge and SRT have used the name, which leaves many possible theories. One possibility is that the name will be given to one of Dodge's upcoming electrified products, perhaps as a high-horsepower hybrid or fully electric SUV. But I have another idea. My first theory, actually, is the name could uh, signify, there we go, a limited edition demon-powered Grand Cherokee that would sit above the revered Trackhawk. You know Mm -hmm. how Jeep likes its special editions, so Mm -hmm. that could actually be a very good like. I like special editions, too. I'd Mm -hmm. probably never be able to afford one, but I like it in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's another possibility, and it's one that I'm sure many would be very excited to see become a reality, and that's a high-performance Jeep Grand Wagoneer. With the recent arrival of the Cadillac Escalade V grabbing headlines around the world being the most powerful full-sized SUV on the planet, Stellantis may want to steal the crown from General Motors. A Jeep Wagoneer with up to 840 horsepower would bury the Escalade V. (laughs) And since electrification is the way forward for even the awesome enthusiasts at Dodge, a Wagoneer Tomahawk may be the ideal way to say goodbye to internal combustion engines for the bigger Jeeps. Now, of course, this is all conjecture for now, and the name may never actually be used, but it could also be applied to something completely different from what I've theorized here. But as always, the Jeep Talk Show will be sure to update you as new information becomes available. And I actually like the color of the picture that you guys have in the notes. I don't know that I would own that color, but I love that purple. I think in the, in the dark, it would almost look like a midnight, you know, yes. a, a, just a very, very, almost a black. Um, yeah, uh, it's beautiful. Bass, especially if there's any kind of metallic in that as well. But mm-hmm. yes, it's a very, very deep royal purple. And mm-hmm. on that Grand Wagoneer, it does, it does work. Yeah, uh, it not, does. For, not my first choice. Uh, purple mm-hmm. is never really, I mean, it is uh, uh, nope. my uh, hi, my high school's color was was purple and gold. So anytime I see purple, it's just like, eh, eh. yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I don't look good in purple, so not my choice. <laughs> but, you know, there you go. 
Yeah, I now, don't know. I don't. I don't know that I. It, it just looks. Um, it didn't look jeepy. The only jeep thing about it is the uh, the the squatty grill. You know, I don't know why nobody. And maybe maybe they have, and I'm just not aware of it. I don't know why nobody has come out with a uh, electric uh, engine that is uh, powered by a diesel engine, and that like they do with trains, oh, like locomotives, yeah. yeah. Where they they run the diesel engine at its peak efficiency, and all it does is charge the electric engine, uh, the electric motor drives, and uh, well, actually, just it it provides electricity for the. It is, yeah, there's no it's charging. It just generator. It, yeah, yeah it just it powers the electric motor. That way, you, I'll tell you, you why. I'll tell you why it doesn't fit the narrative. <laughs> doesn't work for them. Sorry. Well, it's I mean, too, it's you, too easy. you wind up with uh, something running at peak performance uh, as, yes. as well as it can, and it's electric. And It makes perfect sense, Tony. And you get the torque, you get the horsepower, you get that instant torque, um, you know, like a, like a train. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like you said, it makes too much sense. Uh, you know, why, why do we do something that makes sense anymore? Yes, yeah, of course. I, I guess a, uh, a a 60-foot long uh, tom uh, tomahawk might, might be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Tony, let me ask you, how far away from El Paso, Texas, are you? It's about uh, three regular-sized states. <laughs> it is yeah, Texas, Texas is Josh. a big state it takes like a day to drive across the state a day so I, it takes a week what are you talking about I bet you I bet you El Paso is an eight hour ten hour drive goodness From gracious you? yeah that's a lot that is that seems longer than I would I would have thought but well, that makes I'm, sense I'm guessing I could be in Montana by then and it depends I, on I swear, uh, yeah and it depends on how later. many how many pee stops that I have to stop that I don't need to pee but everybody else has to you know how it works guys and of course the beaver nuggets you picked up along the way well we may have to stop for beaver nuggets <laughs> I can see your point there oh and and while I'm getting the beaver nuggets they can go urinate that's right <laughs> Poor Josh well, is sure trying what, to do a segment. I'm not sure what this person. <laughs> Which was reminds me, uh, no, go ahead. And this, this happened, <laughs> but uh, there there was a wreck that happened with this Jeep. But it's it's a rather unique and, and odd sort of circumstances surrounding this. The wreck actually happened shortly after 9 a.m. Saturday morning, just off the Sunland Park exit ramp, directly below the Sunland Park Mall sign in El Paso, Texas. Emergency crews were forced to extract the driver from the structurally damaged Jeep uh, Jeep Wrangler. Uh, the driver was transported to local hospital. However, there were no word if, if any, there were any passengers or anybody else in the vehicle. It seems to be a one-vehicle accident, but it's unclear how the four-door Jeep Wrangler actually came to rest some 10 feet above the roadway with guardrails mm-hmm. and K-bars and jersey barriers all around, all along the outside shoulder of the exit ramp, all seemingly untouched and completely undamaged. The Jeep owner, however, or the Jeep, however, is a total loss. It looks like a Jeep that rolled down the side of a mountain, to be honest. It's flattened. Mm-hmm. Police continue to investigate the wreck because more than a few people are curious as to how the Jeep got to where it was and how it became so damaged. It has to come from the top, right? They sure. The, there must have been something above. And there's just... barriers up there. It's you white. It. A UFO you could have thought the... it was a cow. I, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> That's one theory that I'm going with, actually, is that, that this thing dropped out of the back of a plane or something. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Now, so I, I had to dig into this a little bit more. I hopped into, you know, Google World Maps, whatever. I'm looking around the area, and I'm, okay, well, if you come up the exit ramp, and this there's 
big exit ramps. And Texas is big. Apparently, their exit ramps are just as big. Um, and, uh, you know, you come up this like five mile long exit ramp. Well, off to the uh, easily probably a mile past where this Jeep is sitting, there is a break in, in the jersey barrier or in, in, the, mm. um, uh, in the fencing there, in the guardrail. And, and it looks like, well, somebody could have just flipped a Yui right there gotten off road and driven back the other way maybe they were trying to get back to an exit that they thought that they had missed and this was the easiest way Gee, because there's no relief, something like that i can't think of or any they excuse. were drinking they were drinking and you know how that happens where the wrong road drivers right. get on the freeway hey, let's go not- over there i think your jeep can climb that hill that's what i was oh, just yeah. thinking that's what that's i was it. just thinking Going Wait, up it was that like thing. this Hold my beer. Watch this, y'all. <laughs> right. And then it's but, a. It's then after the other racket, it's like, did you spill my beer? So, yeah. Uh, Dang it. But then up at the top, there's a guardrail up there. So what yeah. was the plan then? It's not like you were going to climb over that guardrail in what appears to be a, well, mostly stock Jeep. Oh, I think it might have been Rubicon. I mean, maybe I had mean, a let's be lift. fair. Not with that I lift and those tires. Now, with, the, with the proper no, equipment. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there was any plan in this. <laughs> they no, would have had I, a different I don't outcome. Think there was a lot of forethought. You're oh, right, man. Uh, I, so, so, Josh, I have an answer for you. Hmm. Uh, Ten hours and twenty nine minutes, which of course is the point to your story. How long it would take me to get <laughs> to El Paso? Oh. So, seven hundred twenty six miles. And keep in mind, I'm about hundred and twenty miles from the Texas Louisiana border. So it could even be a, a, another uh, couple hours added to that. So twelve Josh, hours to transverse. Now, yeah, but wait state. a minute, Josh. For us out here on the West Coast, so Tony says ten hours. So basically, that's like a week in Texas time. <laughs> I swear, it takes forever to get across Texas. We have three time zones in Texas. I don't know if you guys realize yes. that. Yes, you do. It's crazy. Are you you, you serious? Really? No, no, I'm not serious. Oh, okay. I was say, <laughs> <laughs> how does that work? Him. But thank you. I'm missing. Uh, I'm missing those questions. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, geography was like one of my worst subjects. No, so trust me, he doesn't. I, no, I I'm fairly familiar with where Texas is in the nation. So <laughs> just recently learned how to tell time. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Don't know nothing oh, about God. no time zones. <laughs> The I face of a watch. What is it? Are these two hands? No, I just I need why, one. Just why is there a two hands on a face? I mean, one hand on a face makes sense. <laughs> Double face palm. Wendy, we have. Wendy's going. What the hell? I'm going back on complete, the road. Exactly. We we've, we've completely gone off track here now. Well, That's I mean, we're, we're, I like we've it. left the left the the, the show notes kind of like this deep left roadway. Like, exactly. <laughs> kind of following Smashed. suit. Here. I'm sorry, yes, exactly. my fault. I should have started with hold my beer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Now, if you've oh, got a news tip response to any one of our stories, I love it when you guys respond to the news stories we have out here. Or if you've got a headline that we're missing and you think we should be reporting on, by all means, let us know what you have to say. You can head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out all the different ways you can interact with the hosts and reach out to the show. He loves it when you respond. He doesn't so much care for it when I do. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. And we're back with our weekly Mr. Vanderquack update. Lisa, what's going on with Mr. Vanderquack? Oh, Tony, what an amazing week that we have upcoming with uh, Junior. Uh, you know from talking with us last week that he was at home and preparing for um, a strategic plan to continue in his mission to make sure he hits all 50 states um, during this mission. And with that being said, 
Junior heads out on Tuesday, and he will be in Missouri uh, visiting the friends uh, that he has there. And I I even understand he's going to visit an off-road park. So stay tuned for the update with that. I'm I'm actually hoping to bring them on board uh, for a brief minute uh, next week with our follow-up. And from uh, from Mississippi, then he goes on to a big leap to Minnesota, where he will see our friend Michelle Cunningham, and she is uh, very familiar with Mr. Vanderquark's mission as she partook in Dad's previous mission and did an amazing job fundraising for St. Jude and raised over $5,000. So we're really excited that Junior gets to visit with her again. And then, believe it or not, he has an unscheduled amazing stop in New Jersey at the New Jersey Wildwood Jeep Invasion, where they have 2,500 Jeeps in attendance. So we are super excited about the um, tremendous amount of awareness that we can bring to Mr. Vanderquack's mission with Junior there. And also, uh, we have extremely high hopes for all the amazing, generous, and um, quite frankly, amazing, fun Jeepers there in New Jersey. Very cool. And uh, I believe you had told me that uh, one of our uh, Jeep Talk Show alums are, are is going to be a part of the Mr. Vanderquack thing. Uh, Chuck was uh, is uh, had reached out to you, and uh, you're and you're planning on getting Junior to Chuck so he can uh, travel across uh, Kansas with him. Absolutely. Um, I sent Chuck an email earlier today because an opportunity has arose that um, we can actually get Chuck to chime in and help us out in Kansas. And I thought that would be an amazing opportunity while he's with him, that maybe we can get a few words from Junior while he's with Chuck and um, get some insight on on how he feels about his journey through Kansas. Oh, that'd be really cool. And uh, I know we've promised you a nice uh, Jeep Talk Show logoed hat to go on top of Mr. Vanderquack, and we're going to get that out to you this week. Really looking forward to some photos uh, with uh, with Junior wearing the uh, the red, of course, Jeep Talk Show hat. <laughs> we are equally looking forward to it. Um, I know we had kind of talked to Junior a little bit about it, and he is super excited uh, not just to sport some new gear from the Jeep Talk Show, um, but equally he's in, he's just super happy about all the amazing people that he gets to reach with the Jeep Talk Show. And, um, you know, I kind of told him you guys are some really great people, and he is looking forward to his time with Chuck. And um, as he moves along through his journey, I am hoping that he runs across a few more of your listeners there at the, at the show. Oh, I'm sure you will. Uh, and uh, Lisa, tell us how uh, our listeners can go over uh, to your site and donate to St. Jude's uh, because it's such a great, uh, and, and the whole reason for Mr. Vanderquack's existence is so that you could raise money for St. Jude. Yes, our mission with Junior, uh, like I said uh, previously, I always like to touch base on it. Last year, we raised $152,000 for St. Jude uh, in our very first year, which is phenomenal. Uh, we surpassed our goal by 1,500%. Uh, Junior's mission, we are looking to raise a quarter of a million dollars. And I'm going to say that again, a quarter of a million dollars for St. Jude. And you can do that by going to www.mrvanderquack.com. And the banner at the top of the page, uh, you can click it that says Junior has his sights on a quarter of a million dollars. 
and you can quite simply click make a donation to St. Jude. And of course, in the comments section, if you guys feel um, like you want to drop us a line and let us know that it came from one of you guys listening to the show, in the comments put Jeep Talk Show. We would love to tip our hats to you guys in um, the amazing support of Mr. Vanderquark's mission for all the amazing kids and, and families that we are honored and privileged to serve at St. Jude. Well, Lisa, sounds great. Sounds like things are moving along, and we look forward to uh, next week's update on uh, Junior and uh, Mr. Vanderquack's travels across the United States. Sounds great, Tony. I look forward to talking to you next week. Coming up in Tech Talk, breaks. You guys remember, this is a multi-part segment that Josh is doing. Uh, when's he going to stop? Hey, you see what I did there? Oh, <laughs> that was well good. Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> exactly. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast and a lifelong keeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, uh, advice, and learning. Let me ask you, ask you guys something, and I'm talking about the listeners. You know, uh, Wendy, Josh, you guys can answer too. Um, what are we going to do for you to become a paid subscriber? Uh, we do this show every week, four times a week. And I think it's entertaining. Uh, I think you get some value out of it. I, I think, uh, you know, I think it's a good show. What do we have to do to make you become a paid subscriber? Do we actually have to fix it where you have to be paid, uh, a paid subscriber, to hear the show? I would, I would, I would hate that. Yeah, I mean, minds. do we have to? Do we have to send you a set of Nexen tires, Rodian MTXs, size thirty-seven? That's you, how you do it for you to become. <laughs> this is gonna be a long road yeah. <laughs> to get paid subscribers. I mean, but Mike Zinn recently, uh, I, I think it wasn't because of the tires. It was like a reminder. No. It reminded yeah. him of, of the value of the Jeep Talk Show, how much fun it is. And you know, fortunately, Mike's not here to defend himself and say that's not it at all. So uh, we're just gonna go. We're just gonna go with my interpretation. <laughs> We're going to guess what he, what he was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm mentally reading uh, Mike's mind. And yeah. uh, so you asked that question, Tony, and it's, I, I can't help but think of meatloaf. You know, I do anything for love, but I won't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, how, there's oh, some things. I wonder how he felt about the Klondike bar. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so anyway, uh, the, be a paid subscriber. It helps out the show. You guys see that we go to the Jeep events that you can attend. Uh, we, we go and we work to do the show. We go and we work to get the great vendors for these giveaways. And uh, it's um, it's just time for you to support the show. Thank you. I mean, thank you so much for listening. It's wonderful. We're trying to take it to the next level, and you can help us get there. Tell somebody about the show and be a paid subscriber. I mean, it's not very much money for a whole year of the Jeep Talk Show. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, you guys talk a lot about uh, Mr. Vanderquack Quack. and his cause to raise money for, I think, St. Francis Hospital, St. Jude, some children's hospital, good cause. Uh, I, too, Nikki G. Am, has a similar fundraiser. It's called Mr. Vanderfluff. And oh, what no. it is, is uh, I'm selecting select Jeepers to carry a taco 
Scared straight me. across state lines and to me, Nikki G, never, never where I will happen. then eat said taco. No. It's part of the uh, Let's Feed Nikki G for a Year Foundation. <laughs> well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you guys that Rage Against the Machine never really specified which machine they were raging against. But I've got a hunch it was probably a printer. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah, if, if uh, Office Space was any uh, any, I was just uh, indicator. Gonna say another Office Space reference. How we how'd that work out? Oh, printer, he's copier. so right though. Printers. I just want to throw it. I just, there's days I just I'm so mad at my printer. Why? And the, it says things like I can't print because someone else is using your printer. By the way, printer, there's nobody else in my office except me. Do yeah. you know that? Uh, okay, was it is it swing swinger the the people that makes the staplers. They actually had to make a red swing st- line. Swing line. They actually had to make a red stapler because of uh, office space. That's my stapler. Yeah, that one. And uh, <laughs> th- you can still get a red stapler, but it's not the same design. So there you go. The more you know. I, I believe you've you've taken my stapler. <laughs> I believe you wasted my time with old yeah. references yet again, Tony. Yes. <laughs> Hey, but I'm going to bring the building down. <laughs> I, I love Stephen Root. He is just so damn good. <laughs> you got tech questions? Ah, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. I think, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Now, last week in episode 631, we started a new multi-part series in the braking systems found on Jeeps. This isn't going to be focused just on Wranglers. In fact, we started off by looking at all the different kinds of problems any Jeep's braking system could present and how to identify what these symptoms mean and what to do about them. Now, we even took a deep dive into brake fluid, something I highly encourage you to listen to if this is your first time hearing a Tech Talk or are currently unhappy with your Jeep's brakes. In this episode, I plan to go over exactly, just exactly, what happens when you push on that brake pedal and we'll identify the major components of a Jeep's braking system. Later, we'll get into upgrades and the while you're in there's too. So, most present-day Jeep braking systems run off of a hydraulic fluid system. We talked about that brake fluid a little bit ago. In basic terms, when you push the brake pedal, an arm pushes a piston into the master cylinder. The master cylinder is that big round thing attached to the firewall just in front of the driver's position in the engine compartment. The piston's function is to compress the hydraulic braking fluid and create pressure that is sent through a proportioning block and up into the brake lines, which are connected to the brake calipers. Now, the calipers themselves have a piston that pushes on a brake pad. That brake pad then creates friction along the face of the brake rotor, slowing it down to an eventual stop. It works similarly to the brakes on on a bicycle, for instance, but those use mechanical force with a cable instead of a hydraulic force with brake lines and all that sort of stuff. But the pads clamping down on the edge of the wheel is just like the pads clamping down on the brake rotor. Older Jeeps, including older wagon uh, Wranglers, rather, uh, generally have rear drum brakes that utilize the same hydraulic fluid and compression method as disc brakes, but instead of a brake caliper and a rotor, well, the drum itself is connected to the rear axle or the hub. The wheel is then bolted in, onto the drum. When the brake pedal is pressed and the fluid is compressed, well, the pistons in the drum's wheel cylinder actually move outward in opposing directions, pushing out the, the outer brake, uh, pushing the outer brake shoes. This push allows the curved brake shoe to contact the inner wall of the drum. The contact then creates friction, similar to a disc brake, and results in the same f- re- reduction in speed and eventual stopping of the Jeep. 
Consider it like this. Disc brakes are kind of more external, while uh, drum brakes are more internal as far as when and where things happen. Drum brakes, however, are inefficient, and they're problematic. Return springs designed to bring the brake shoe back into a resting position when not in use oftentimes get rusted out and fail to bring the brake shoe back, resulting in continued friction, otherwise known as brake drag, or in severe cases, a locking or seizing up of the rear brakes altogether. That's going to be a no good, very bad day. In addition, the design of a drum brake isn't as powerful as disc brakes and has very limited upgrade options. Those upgrades are actually what we'll be talking about in the next Tech Talk. Until then, if a detailed brake inspection has never been done on your Jeep, at least that you know of, or you haven't done one in a year or more, well, then it's time to head out to the driveway with a jack and some tools. Get that Jeep in the air, get the wheels and tires off, and start digging into your brakes for a good visual inspection. Trust me, next time you're faced with having to make an emergency braking maneuver, you'll be glad you did this. I like this segment. This is great. Ever drive a, uh, a vehicle with uh, uh, four-wheel four drum brakes? I have, actually, several times. Uh, the last one was a 1963 or 64 uh, Chevy Corvette. Uh, old school muscle power. Oh, my power. God. Uh, that would be horrible with, uh, to stop. With what was horrible to steer. <laughs> Think with, I mean, you think of, uh, you know, uh, performance vehicles of yesteryear, uh, that thing was a tank, it handled like a bloated warthog. Uh, granted, it had a lot of power for its days, but it was anemic by today's muscle car standards. Um, and again, and, and braking, uh, that's one of those things where you had to think about long before you actually push the pedal. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it's still a Corvette, uh, it's nice and definitely a collector's car, but uh, yes, very old technology that does not work very well. Josh, I got to remind you of a, a Jeep Talk Show policy. We do not mention Rosie O'Donnell on the show. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Old technology that doesn't work very well. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Well, do you have anything to add to this Tech Talk? Or maybe you have a question for Tech Talk, uh, maybe a topic that you would like covered, uh, maybe something you're stuck on your own Jeep build with and you'd like uh, a little bit more advice or some help on it. Just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Who knows? In a future Tech Talk, we might be covering something you suggested. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. Hey, coming up this week on Thursday, episode 637, Jim Kitson, Adventure Off-Road Driving, and then a week from Thursday, uh, episode 641, Tara Thompson, Dixie Four-Wheel Drive. Two great interviews you don't want to miss, and you never know, we may stick a giveaway on one of those interview episodes again. It all happens on Thursdays. <laughs> Hey, would you like to join in on the fun with the Jeep Talk Show? We're recording an episode every week. Well, we're recording four episodes a week now. And you can actually join in on one of them, become part of the Jeep Talk Show. Want to know how to join in on the fun and actually join us for a recording of the show? You can. It's very easy to do, too. And it's just as easy to sign up for our newsletter where you're going to find that information. Just go to Jeep Talk Show dot com slash contact you're going to find a link to click and sign up for the newsletter which is chock full of great information about what's coming up on the show who we're interviewing what we're giving away and when and of course all that great information of how you can actually join in on the fun as we record an episode live it's the roundtable episodes happening every tuesday and it's the jeep talk show newsletter head over to jeeptalkshow.com for more information Well, that's all the Jeep Talk Show there is for now, Jeeper, until our next show. Be sure to keep using hashtag Jeep Talk Show in all of your posts. It's really helping our visibility. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast.
Hey, I got a question for you really quick. How far can a Jeep drive into the woods? Go ahead and think about it for a second. Uh, no idea. <laughs> Halfway. After that, it's driving out of the woods. Oh, jeez. Died five. Pretty bad. And that was good. And if you're Nikki G, you got lost, but you order pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that's not why he's calling. That's an old, old episode. I didn't just make that up. That's an old, old uh, Nikki G uh, that he called in. He got lost in the woods, so he ordered a pizza. Podcasting since 2010.